the Hammer Down Racing Report. And now your hosts, Scott Hammer and Ron Miller. Welcome, race fans, to the Hammer Down Racing Report for uh, Thursday, August 4th, show number 242. Ron's here, too. Scott, it's August, and I've only been at the racetrack twice. That doesn't seem right. No, it doesn't. No, no. You know, so some some weeks or some seasons you're windshield, and some weekends or some races you're the bug. And I've I've had my share of bugs. Well, you know, if you're a lightning bug, you'd be glowing. Oh yeah, get smeared. That could be cool yeah. for a little while. Coming at you from the Ron Miller Race Cars Hammerdown Race Report Studio. Uh, this is the Hammerdown Racer Reports. Tonight on the show, we're going to speak in uh, with RJ Cornette, who was uh, in a pretty uh, hard crash uh, in the dirt truck on he, he really was. Saturday. Do we have the video for we that? We do, as a matter of fact. Oh, amazing. So uh, we'll check out that video here in just a moment. Um, also joining us a little bit later on, Taylor Ferns, uh, Silver Crown, uh, USAC Silver Crown, and a sprint car racer. Highest finishing uh, female. Ever? Yeah, ever in uh, Silver Crown competition, That's finishing third in uh, May and did it again uh, last month, 21st, I believe, at Winchester. Brian Rollman has a Silver Crown car. I wonder what his highest finish is. I don't know. Did he get beat but, by a girl? Does he have plans this weekend? I don't know. All right, then. Uh, so we'll call, uh, we'll be talking to RJ here in just a moment. We'll show you what happened to him as well. First, uh, I want to mention Dominator Race Products and talk about their uh, new hood pins, and uh, they also have those stalker hood scoops in various sizes. They have all kinds of stuff. Any kind of body race yeah. car related thing that you can think of. And if you think of something that he doesn't have, he'll probably tell him. Give tell, him a call. And tell he'll... Bentley about it. And he, he'll probably build it for you. Yeah, Make it, uh, fabricate it, whatever. DominatorRaceProducts.com. You can check out all the, uh, the good stuff they have there. They also specialize in... Uh, uh, other body components for late models, modified sprint cars, street stocks, dirt, and uh, asphalt. I think it was uh, had those outlaw noses for, uh, or the outlaw late model noses right. for asphalt. So one of the newer things. So uh, give uh, Bentley a call, 419-923-6970, or uh, one of his other fine staff, because I believe Bentley's like in Texas this week. Yeah, I think well, I saw I'm, on Facebook. I've been now. watching his exploits, yeah. Yeah. He probably won't answer the phone. Probably not. You can also get uh, Dominator Race products uh, from dealers across the USA, including Ron Miller Race Cars. Oakshade Raceway, where the fastest beats a race, racing every Saturday night. You can uh, follow them on social media. Visit oakshaderaceway.com this weekend. It's a full program. Gates open at 4, racing at 7. General admission tickets, just uh, 14 bucks as they are each and every week. And uh, once again, a reminder that Vintage American uh, Race Car Exhibition, I guess we can call it. Uh, it's more than an exhibition. Some of those guys take it pretty seriously. Well, it's a Scott. serious exhibition. Yeah. They, uh, they, there's they, no money. They, they they race hard, though. Well, they do. Oh, they do. Scott, uh, how hard would you race if Oakshade said, okay, Super Stocks, you're just racing for a trophy tonight? Did they even get a to- trophy? I don't know that they even get a trophy. Answer my question, Scott. How hard would you race? I would probably race pretty hard if it, I, I if knew it wasn't that. during the point season. But, yeah. I, I, I knew that, yeah. Um, yeah, so that's been rescheduled for August 13th, originally, uh, earlier last month. So that'll be a week from Saturday. Uh, also contact freeze frame photos 
for all your racing photo needs, they have action shots, uh, victory lane shots. And, of course, now is the time to start working on a custom uh, 2023 calendar for uh, for race fans and for crew members. Maybe uh, I'm really maybe happy with my 2022 calendar. Maybe I can just... You maybe could probably can use the change, same picture. Change the dates. Change the order of the picture. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, you can choose whatever picture you want uh, for whatever. You could have, uh, say you're just a, a race fan of multiple drivers. You can have your own custom calendar created with, uh, with uh, 12, different drivers 12, 12 for different cars each month. Yeah, whatever you want. Uh, 24 cars, maybe, if you put two on a page. Start thinking about those 2023 calendars right now. Get with uh, Charlie, 419-476-9978. Freeze frame photos, special moments, frozen in time. Also, thanks to Big D's Pizza, Ron Miller Race Cars, Headhunters, Barber Studio, and Salon. And uh, speaking of uh, Big D's, we'll be giving away another Big D's Pizza later tonight. Like really? we always do with uh, how many? Yeah. That's getting to be a real regular thing. It is. It's crazy. Somehow that just happened. I don't know. It's been like four years now, right? Well, here's uh, before we get uh, RJ on the phone, let's, uh, let's review, if uh, you haven't seen it yet, what happened uh, at Fremont Speedway this past weekend, and from from what I gather, and we'll 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 ask RJ uh, to to give us the details. It sounds like his uh, throttle hung going going down the right. front straightaway. Um, so this is a look at what happened, and then a slow motion uh, replay of what happened, and you can kind of see the uh, the hood actually peels back too as he's going yep, down the, the front hood, stretch. The hood rolled back, so I don't know, um, some broke or, or something. And I think when the hood rolled back, it might have knocked the air cleaner down into the throttle linkage. That was one of the thoughts that the uh, truck owner had. All right, so uh, here is what happened. Pretty hard impact there into the styrofoam barrier. It's amazing how that impact cascaded down all the foam, through all the foam blocks. He did get out of the car right away and immediately is on his knees on the ground. Yeah. But yeah, you're yeah, I noticed that too. The uh the foam blocks kind of cascaded down. It was almost like a a right. foam block train. There you I can see the, the, the hood. hood. The hood popped up a little, now it's yeah. up. And he's just along for the ride at that point. And they have those uh the same kind of uh foam blocks or similar foam blocks at Toledo Speedway. Right. So We'll have to ask him uh, his uh, his thoughts on those. Um, how about we do that right now, as a matter of fact? Yeah. Without further ado. He wasn't at a place with uh, good internet. That's why. Uh, that's why he's not joining us with video. Hello. Hello, RJ. How you doing? Uh, how's it going? It's Scott Hammer, Ron Miller, the Hammerdown Racing Report. How are you feeling? I'm feeling uh, I'm feeling pretty good for for what I got going on. I, I I'm I'm kicking pretty good. All right. Well, we just uh, watched a, a video of uh, of what happened uh, this past Saturday. Uh, you want to kind of take us through uh, what exactly happened from your perspective? Well, um, I, we came off turn four on the restart, and uh, I. Uh, I got to the flag stand and and the hood came up on me and uh, <coughs> right about as the hood come up I right after the hood came up everybody seems to think I couldn't see when that hood came up I could see I, I, I could see uh, I couldn't see the nose of the truck but 
I could see in front of me. I still had a, a good view. And right after the hood came up, I was, I was actually worried that the, the back of the hood was pinned down into the throttle, just, just out of a natural reaction. And I lifted and, and it didn't lift and, and it didn't lift. So, uh, my, my dad always taught me, um, in the go-kart stuff. And as soon as I got in the truck, first thing he, he always told me, throttle hang, stomp on the brake and yank the steering wheel to the left. And, and in the video, that, you can see your truck turn to the left momentarily. Right. Momentarily. Right. Right. So I kicked the brake and I blew a brake line and the pedal went to the floor. And I mean, that was it. That was it. It was, I, uh, I pulled a Danica Patrick and put my, I crossed my arms against my chest and make sure I didn't break my wrist like, like my dad had. You know, I, I guess you learn a lot of things when, when your dad's done it for so long. He broke both of his wrists in a wreck because he told me he thought he could be tougher than a race car. And yeah. <laughs> I know how big he was, so I wasn't going to test it. So, uh, so what's going through your mind? I mean, at that point, when you've kind of gone through everything you can, you uh, and you know the impact's I, coming. Right, right. So, you know, everybody's asked me, why didn't you just shut the truck off? Why didn't oh, you right. shut the yeah. truck off? Well, <laughs> I had one choice. <laughs> I had one option, and I used my one option up, and I was out of time. If I, I couldn't have reached over and shut that truck off in time. RJ, I think oh. watching the video from the time you hit the top of the banking, uh, the truck was in the air. Yeah, I uh, could have uh, shut it off and yeah. still, still hit the wall of space. Exactly. I, this might not have been as, as noisy in the truck. I don't know. So the, the hood peeling back, that's uh, what caused the, the throttle to hang then? So no. No. The, well, the thought is, a chunk of clay came off. It was a heavy night. I mean, the racetrack was, had a lot of bite in it. And we were throwing a lot of clay. And, uh, you know, Corey, he was just, just flinging me with it. <laughs> and uh, he, I, I, we're thinking that a chunk of clay came up. Because the air filter got pinned back into, into, the, into the throttle arm. And that's what made right. it hang. And we're thinking that that same clay is what opened up that hood. I mean, a big old chunk if it's bending that stud, you know. Gotcha. So, uh, perfect storm. Yeah, it's a a bad situation all the way around. I don't know if uh, you want to talk about uh, your injury specifically or not. I'll leave that up to you if uh, you want to tell us, uh, you know, what what happened. I'll I'll tell you that everybody's the least detailed. (laughs) <laughs> detailed way of what happened. Um, so the, uh, if the best way I can explain it, I'm, I'm truly blessed. I should be hurt a lot worse than I am. Um, my left leg, you know, when you jam your finger, well, that's how my ankle, my knee and my hip off. It's, uh, they, they're all, it's all jammed up because my leg was straight when I hit the wall trying to, you know, kind of push the brake pedal down and it, it jammed all that up. Um, I, I got some, 
I got a little lower back pain, but yeah, I'm just sore there. You know, R- RJ, does um, the doctor think that those leg issues are going to resolve themselves or is this going yeah, to be an, yeah, an ongoing should. thing? Well, they should. And, um, I mean, I'm only on day, day, day four since, since it happened. So, um, I'm not feeling any of that resolve yet, but, but I'm still kicking pretty good. I'm walking pretty good, but, I think the, the definitely the worst of the injuries, um, the submarine belt in a in a five point harness, um, it it ripped up my my lower extremities uh, pretty 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 violently, and uh, if you see the video of me getting out of the truck, um, you can see the first place I grabbed for and drop drop down on the ground. Oh, uh, we we thought maybe it wasn't that detail that we could see where you're grabbing anything. We, we but, thought okay. maybe we thought maybe you hurt your hands. I don't know. <laughs> like Mark Martin? That's the one. <laughs> I didn't think you were old enough to remember that. <laughs> wow. No, no, it, I, I wish I'd hurt my hands, <laughs> but I, I understand. So, uh, so no permanent damage uh, from this. Uh, you're going to be able to get back into a race truck car whatever uh, speaking of the the truck how how bad's uh how bad's the truck well uh actually the first uh, i didn't when i jumped out of the thing i did not see i didn't look at it uh, i had i hadn't seen the truck and i didn't want to look at a picture of it i didn't want i just i told everybody i said i lived it what do i need to see it for <laughs> and uh actually today i saw it for the first time and um, I, it's, I, I, I'd say control arms back is okay. Uh, everything in front of that, let's cut it off and start brand new. Yeah, I, I, I saw a tear on the right front, uh, control arm, the front mount. So okay, it, it may be okay. a little bit more than you think, but, um, I'm pretty sure. You know, I'm just I, trying I, to be positive for you. Yeah. Make, make your work a little easier there, <laughs> Mrs. Miller. Yeah, right. Now, they decided to, to life fight you uh, Saturday night. Um, was that more precautionary? Um. So I got in the ambulance, the track ambulance, and the track ambulance is not allowed to leave. Mm-hmm. So they took me to the, to, to, uh, the pit exit where I was picked up by another helicopter, and that is when they – um, did a closer examination and they were very concerned with saving what was there and they that is when they decided to life flight me because I was supposed to go to Fremont Memorial and I guess the ambulance took a detour and uh, they, uh, they took me on a life flight over to over to St. V's and that's right that's where I spent the night. Where, where did the life flight pick you up? Uh, at the track in, in the camping? Area? No, oh, okay. No, no. So I was they they I was in the ambulance, the second ambulance, and that's when they did a, a closer examination of um the area, uh, the area, yeah. and they that's when they decided that the the lady in the back. They had me on so much stuff, I couldn't tell you exactly how it went. I, I, I've heard stories about the, that. 
<laughs> the lady in the back, she told the driver to go to some, heck, I couldn't tell you, some field, and they, they a helicopter picked me up, and that was uh, that was that. First ride ever in a helicopter? First, uh, uh, hopefully last. Um, <laughs> I, did, I didn't I, know if maybe you had taken some sort of a, a joy ride or something, a scenic no, ride. No, there, no, there was no joy in that ride either. So, <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna stay out of those. So let, let's talk about uh, some of the safety equipment uh, that you use, uh, the foam barriers yeah. at the track. Uh, the, your Absolutely. Truck, how, the how foam well barriers, the foam barriers, the foam barriers. <laughs> you're, you're, you're a believer of the foam barriers. Good Lord have mercy. I think if that, uh, I you know, I, I'm, I'm afraid it didn't happen, but if that was a concrete wall, I think – it there would be very different conversations worse. being had right now. Yeah. Gotcha. What did? Yeah. What, what are uh, behind those at Fremont? Is it the the steel Jersey, Jersey barrier? Is that the steel guardrail kind of stuff? Concrete barrier. Is it a concrete barrier? Okay. Yeah. So, that, so they yeah, do it's, have it's, okay. it's, it's, right. Right. Um, I I did my best to stay away from those. <laughs> <laughs> so. So you you actually kind of injured, I guess, a little bit by part of your safety equipment, but probably that saved you from further uh, other more oh, serious injuries. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Um, my dad has a great friend, Bill Schneider, who was not using a submarine belt at one point, and um, he he hit the wall just about head on, and it sucked him under, and um, he broke, shattered his legs up to his hips so i guess my 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 healing process will be much faster than his and he has life lifelong lasting damages rj you know, hopefully, RJ, hopefully minor when i was i was racing big block uh, modifieds in uh, the new york area and uh dinner's done left front Left front, <laughs> left front hub broke, and I went into the wall. I don't think I ever had time to come off the throttle. Um, right, and, right. And, and uh, I didn't run a, a sub belt because I was very comfortable in the car. And, and in, a, in a big block mods, you sit just like you do in a sprint car, almost like sitting in yep. a chair. Well, when I, yep. when I hit, um, I slid down, which let my lap belt move up. And broke three ribs. Um, yeah. And then I, the the lap, or I'm sorry, the shoulder belts let me move forward, hit my face on the steering wheel, broke my nose, and the extension fractured a vertebrae in my back. So I, I'm a strong believer in sub belts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, absolutely me too, but um, it, 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 I, I, I'm not a fan of it right now, but I know, <laughs> I know in my heart, RJ, I'm much worse. RJ, RJ, I'm going to take a long, hard look at your truck, um, and maybe suggest some changes. Um, and, and I don't want to keep you real long on the phone. I know you're in pain and the, the drugs aren't all that great. Um, I, I appreciate that. They got me, they're weaning me and it's, <laughs> I, I feel it. But, uh, <laughs> we are going to do a tutorial on, Seat belt, sub belt, and shoulder mount, shoulder harnesses. Absolutely, so. we are. I'm that. Yeah. Oh, yes, <laughs> that, <Okay. laughs> absolutely. That's what. 
I can thank those for still being here today. Right. Do you, do you use a, a Hans device at all? Yes. Yes, I do. Okay. Do, you th- do you think yes, that I helped uh, as well? It did. Um, it, um, if anyone who knows me um, knows knows my hair, it about yanked the hair out of my head. <laughs> but but that was the least of my concerns at the time. That'll grow back. So <laughs> yeah, right. So when you fell on the ground, it was because your hair hurt. <laughs> right, my hair was killing me. Worst headache of my life. Nice. So, I'll, I'll bet. Uh, one of our one of our listeners. Uh, Posted a comment here, had a question that wants to know what you learned from this accident. Um, Go slower. What I, I, yeah. Uh, what I learned is, so everybody's asked me, you know, you had it to do over again. What would you do? I'll be a hundred percent honest. I do the exact same thing. If I had a hundred chances, I'd have done the exact same thing all hundred times. I wouldn't have changed the thing. Um, I made myself as big as possible. I took up any slack in the belts that I could, you know, puffed my chest out. You know, a lot of people think you're going to get small. So I, no, no, I wanted to embrace the hit over my whole body instead of already be in the, in the fetal position. RJ, Um, just so our listeners know, you were running second in the, in the heat race to your truck owner and, uh, run running right on his backside. So yes. yeah, it's yes. not, it's not like you were just putzing around. Right. Huh. Um, it, you know, somebody told me, why didn't you take the steering wheel and turn right into the wall? Well, if the right front would have grabbed the wall, I'd have flipped. Um, yeah. I, I, and it's it, not like you got a, you got a long time, a lot of, you know, you can just right. like pause reality and think of all <laughs> yeah, these yeah. options, you know, <laughs> I will say the, the slowest moment in time, was definitely uh, um, going over the the embankment <laughs> to, to I'll, see that wall. I'll, I'll bet you know, it. T- it I'll like bet it took. I'll bet it took you ten minutes to get there, didn't it? It, it was. Uh, yeah, it was. It was pretty rough. Um, seeing it, it was like uh, like Every, the Great Wall came out in front of me. Everything slowed down. Absolutely. Uh, I'm sure it didn't feel that way when once you got there, but uh, no, no. Once I got there, it was, it was, yeah. So well, what? When it showed up quick enough? When? Uh, what? Uh, what kind of timetable are we looking at before we see R.J. Cornette back in a in some kind of racing vehicle, a go kart, uh, truck, or, or or whatever? So they they told me with the with what I have going on, um, it's a very it, it just depends on who you are, what you are. There's a lot of different factors to it. Um, I, I'm hoping about September 20th, I'll be back in a go-kart. Or, I mean, August 20th, I'm sorry. Okay, August That's 20th a couple weeks. For Dave, for Dave Gumby's race, but I'm afraid I, I won't be able to take uh, any, any bouncing. Um, I'm, I just... Uh, in reality, September 10th is what I'm shooting for. That would be the first Saturday night back in the truck after their break for the fair. But, heck, there's a lot of things. You know, we could have broke the motor when I hit the wall. Your chassis builder may factor into that, too. Right, absolutely. (laughs) He's, (laughs) you know, 
He's sitting uh, that, right over these, here. These are just these are just hopes and dreams, you know. Oh. Um, you, you 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 may want to reconsider and just maybe say uh, you're done this season and uh, regroup for next season. No, Scott, when he's ready, the truck will be ready. Oh, okay. Well then, all right. <laughs> I, I uh, I'm I I can't I can't. Here's here's an unfortunate part of racing on dirt. I can't take any bounces or bumps. I mean, even riding in vehicles on the road. You know those little tar lines that they fill in <laughs> that people think, oh, this is smooth to ride over. No, it ain't. I promise. I, I, that's a that's a sixteenth of an inch guaranteed. <laughs> I can tell you exactly how far it's sticking up. RJ, okay. is this the proper time for me to uh, apologize for my driveway? It is. It is pretty bad. <laughs> I, I thought about getting out and walking. <laughs> <laughs> um, the you ought to see me back hard. there. Hold, right, right. Well, you ought to see me back there holding on to handles and looking like I'm ready to give birth. Um, Have you thought about but, a whoopee cushion or or a pill, a donut? <laughs> yeah. I got no idea. I'm just one one thing at a time. One thing at a time. All right, man. We're, we're, we'll let you go here so uh, you can get some rest, and uh, we look forward to, to seeing you back in a car, and we're, we're glad uh, things weren't more serious. Uh, but uh, understand that you <laughs> – excuse me. <coughs> yeah, easy, though, big fella. <laughs> Yeah, I shouldn't be drinking water and talking. Apparently, that's pretty dangerous. But right, yes. Hopefully, you'll have a quick recovery. That's what I was yes, trying to get. Thank at. you, thank you guys very much. Uh, I'm not done. I'm not. I'm not hanging up the 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 racing shoes yet. I'm. I'll be back. I will be. I want to be back for the twentieth. Um, I'm. I'm afraid. I'm afraid I, I won't be able to, but I, I, that is what I'm shooting for. And if there is any way I can be back, I will be. Uh, I'll, if I can figure out any way to soften the seat up or anything, I, pillows, I, just I can lots guarantee of pillows. I'll, <laughs> I can guarantee I'll do it, but, um, I, I will be back. Uh, I'm not done. Maybe you could get a, a sponsorship from Michael and Dell. You know, my pillow could be, I was thinking more of a, a like a sumo suit. Those have got to be kind of cushioned all the way around. Yeah, yeah. I don't know that you'd fit in the go kart real well, but right, right. Just an idea. All right, RJ, well, you take thank, care. Yes, thank you guys for having me on, and y'all take care. RJ, right. there's a lot of people that are glad to hear your voice. Absolutely. Well, I'm I'm blessed to just be in the condition I'm in. I'm, I'm, I'm blessed, and the, the support I've had has been amazing. Thank you all. All right. See you, RJ. All right, y'all take care. We'll see you. Talk to you soon. There you go. RJ Cornett, uh, covering from uh, that accident. Uh, Arnold uh, Kirsch just posted something here. Many of the cars at Flat Rock Speedway <coughs> had uh, throttle linkage hanging up in the air cleaner because the air cleaner rotated now they make the air cleaner base so it cannot <laughs> rotate these are drop down bases for more uh, hood clearance i think mine doesn't rotate too you know hey. there, that probably wouldn't be a problem if you could run the air cleaner up through the hood instead of squishing everything down yeah i know how that goes um 
We'll get to Taylor Ferns, who should be joining us here in a few moments. Uh, first, we'll go through your racing roundup, some action from this past weekend. I apologize. I tried, tried breathing in while drinking, and <coughs> I'm still drowning in my own water. Um, Attica Raceway Park last uh, Friday, Cole Macedo uh, picked up his second win of the season Friday night in the 410 uh, sprints. Devin Shields picked up his third late model feature win, and Paul Weaver... His uh, third win of uh, the season in the 305s at Lima Land. It was Shane O'Connor on Friday night in the Modifieds. Todd Sherman uh, picked up the championship because, uh, yeah, they already, they're having their uh, championship yeah. already. And they always have a, a real short season there. Yeah, they, all, they have one more race left. We'll talk about that later on in the show. Uh, Ricky Lewis won the non-wing uh, sprints uh, feature, and uh, Jerry Clay won the Thunderstock feature. Gabe Mueller Um Finishing high, and I think Pick, he finished sixth or something. Picked up the big money. He got uh, the championship in his first season there. Yes, he did. So congratulations to Gabe. Uh, Oakshade Raceway on Saturday night. It was uh, Rusty Schlenk picking up the late model win. Josh Robertson in the sportsman. Gabe Mueller, he got the win there in the Dominator Superstock A-Main. Eric Carr in the compact A-Main. Zeke McNew won the uh, Dominator Superstock B-Main. Chris Rutan in the compacts. Uh, the compact B-Main, that is. Fremont Speedway. Craig Mintz. Found his way to uh, Victory Lane in the 410s. Cole Macedo won the GLSS, uh, the Great Lake Super Sprint 360 feature. DJ Foos uh, was the winner in the 305s. Jeff Babcock picking up uh, the dirt truck feature there. Sandusky Speedway. It was uh, Cavalcade weekend. High Miler weekend. High Miler, yeah. Wrong big weekend. They have too many yep. big weekends there. Uh, Clay Lusk uh, won Thursday night in the beginner stocks. Trent as last is. I should have practiced this one. As Laxon. Uh, won the North Coast uh, Stock Series feature on Thursday. And Clayton Oliver won the Renegades Friday night. It was Earl Goldie in the Ohio Wheelman Series and Otto Sitterly in the Super Modifieds Saturday. Mikey Oldenburg won the Renegades feature. Tyler Knuckles in the Modifieds and Mike Ordway Jr. in the Super Mods. Flat Rock Speedway was uh, Greg Stude winning the Street Stock A-Main. T- Taylor uh, Papineau. In the street stock B main right race meta pedigan in the factory stocks, Bill Early uh, picked up his second figure eight win of the season. Our guest uh, a couple weeks ago, yeah. Montpelier Motor Speedway Saturday uh, night action. Uh, Drew Raider picking up the USAC uh, Midwest Thunder Midget feature win. Dylan Woodling picked up the modified win. Andrew Short in the street stocks. Heisman Skeens uh, won the Hornet feature, and Glenn Bradley in the uh, super stacks and before uh, we speaking get... of short cut it short scott we've got a guest waiting that's uh, what i was just uh, gonna say before we get to the rest <laughs> of our uh, uh results here uh, before we do bring uh, taylor ferns on who will be racing at the in the raleigh beale classic at uh, toledo speedway this weekend uh, i want to mention big d's pizza subs ribs chicken and more in clyde ohio give them a call 419-547-1444 you can order online at order big d's pizza dot com right now and uh you probably have some pizza in time well you'll definitely have it in time for the feature at the the bc39 at indy they have the the main event tonight yeah. so plenty of time to get some pizza for for that uh i think uh heat races start at 745 there i just did a uh, plug for the bc39 during the big d's commercial Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's weird. Uh, follow their Facebook page for uh, notifications on all the special deals there. Big D's in uh, 
Clyde, big on taste, down on price, and also Ryan Miller Race Cars. Uh, give him a call, 734-856-7223. He's got race cars, parts, safety equipment, service, um, everything, bro, broken truck fixing after slamming into a wall. And super stock fixing. Not mine. It's been a fun week, Scott. Come on. All right, let's uh, let's bring Taylor Ferns in. We've made her wait long enough here. Uh, there she is. Taylor, how is it going? Hi, guys. How's everything going with you? Can you hear me okay? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're good. Are you oh, a, perfect? Are you in Toledo tonight? Um, no, I actually just got back a few hours ago. Um, I'm actually in my race shop right now. We're getting the car prep for this weekend at Toledo. So, but yeah, I was in Toledo all day with uh, Charlie Crawl. We kind of went around to all the I saw that Toledo That's... news stations. I saw, I saw that. That's why I was asking. I was like, I didn't know you were going to be in Toledo. We could have had you in the studio. <laughs> oh, but... sorry. Maybe next time. Okay, uh, you're based in uh, Shelby Township. Up there north yes, of Detroit. Correct. Okay, cool. Yep. So it's not. Yep. It's not like it's a far drive to come to Toledo then. No, it honestly took me about an hour and a half. But I mean, construction is so bad right now. I probably could have made it in like an hour fifteen otherwise. But um, yeah, I mean, it's an easy drive to Toledo from the Detroit area. So not bad. Now uh, you've been racing for twenty years. You've Accomplished quite a bit here. You're the, most recently the highest finishing woman in uh, USAC Silver Crown competition. Uh, a couple third place finishes this year. Um, well, you were two, in 2014. You uh, won a, a, a 410 wing sprint race at Southern Ohio. So you've you've raced on the dirt. Um, mm-hmm. Give us a give us a little uh, background uh, on your 20 years of racing and how you got to where you are now. Yeah, thanks. So as you mentioned, I've been racing for 20 years now. I started when I was six years old in quarter midgets. um, And from there, just kind of went up the ladder, so to speak. Um, After that, I raced bandoleros, went on to race 600cc micro sprints on dirt. Um, Then I started to get into the USAC midget arena with the Kenya midgets. Then I did the focus midgets on both pavement and dirt. Um, And then I started racing full-size midgets when I was 13. Um, I did some weighing dirt sprint car 410 stuff when I was 14 um, and then started racing USEC Silver Crown cars when I was 16. And where were, where I would were, like to say, where were you racing oh, during this time? Yeah. So um, nationwide, basically okay. wherever I could, wherever I could get a seat, get into a seat somewhere. Um, my dad and I, when I was 13, we flew out to California a lot and I drove for Corey Cruzman in a Ford Focus um and then when i started racing full-size midgets when i was 13 14 some of the tracks let me in even though i was underage um like i raced my first full-size midget race at 13 at kokomo um and then um yeah there are certain series throughout the midwest that would allow me to start racing like their full series at 14 in the midgets so I did like some Umara midget stuff, some Power Eye midget stuff throughout like my early teen years um, before I went full-time USEC national midget racing when I was 16, um, as well as full-time USEC Silver Crown uh, racing when I was 16 as well. On top of like doing some late model stuff and I did some ARCA stuff when I was 17 as well. So I've kind of done a little bit of everything. I tell okay, I, I was wondering if maybe <laughs> because you started in quarter midgets, you you just stayed with open wheel stuff, but you ran some stock car races too. Yeah, I limited limited uh, late model races. Like I did five or six races um, in 2012 with the CRA series, and then Good when series. I was 17, 
Yeah. And then when I was 17, um, I did some ARCA races with Venturini Motorsports. Right. Um, so that was really great experience. I wish I had more time to kind of dabble in that arena because it's so different than open, open wheel racing. But uh, grateful for the time that I had um, and the opportunity to do that at such a young age because I feel like it really um, kind of set a foundation for me to build off of when I decided to go wing sprint car racing and back silver crown racing and so on and so forth. Now, the the open wheel cars you're racing right now, are are they all family owned? Uh, yes, right now. Yeah, they're fi- my dad and I are co-owners on the car. So back to a family owned team. Um, I did take some time off from racing there for about two to three years because um, I um, had to focus on my university degrees. I have a bachelor's degree um, in business and I have a master's degree in business as well. And I'm also in law school. So um, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. <laughs> when, yeah. When, when do you took, sleep? Yeah. <laughs> Not very much. I've been going since about 530 today and. We got to finish up this silver crown car and get it ready for this weekend. So it's probably going to be a late night in the shop. So I I assume Charlie crawl wasn't up helping you work on the car. (laughs) No, no, Charlie, Charlie's a good friend. So his son was racing out at Oakshade this week. He was. Yeah. In my race, as a matter of fact, I was like a crawl. Is this related to Charlie? Anyway. Um, so you have a lot of accomplishments, uh, that, that you've accomplished, I guess. Um, what, uh, what are you? What, which accomplishment are you most proud of or which ones? Um, you know, in general, um, I think one of the bit larger ones that stands out is my USAC regional championship that I won um, in 2011. Um, that stands out for me, um, not only because I was the second female, but just because of the overall accomplishment that had been something um, I had been gearing towards since I started racing midgets or first attending midget races when I was really young. Um, and obviously up against that level of competition that races within that USAC national midget or regional and national midget series. Um, but right now I'm just really focused on winning. Um, I know, uh, I've had two podium finishes this year in the silver crown car one at IRP and one at Winchester, which are probably two of the hardest tracks on the circuit. Um, So I'm really looking forward to going to Toledo this weekend. And I'm not one to, I'm not uh, the type of person that wants to celebrate podiums. Like I want to win. I know I'm a winner and I know I can do it. And um, so hopefully I race Toledo a handful of times in the crown car. One of the tracks I'm more familiar with. So um, hopefully we can get it done this Saturday. Scott, you want to tell her that we can help her win? No, we can tell her that later. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> so you say you you do have uh, some you're you're familiar with uh, Toledo Speedway. Do you do you like uh, the way you, the way Toledo Speedway is? Do you feel you perform well there? Yeah, I think so. Um, I mean, for the Silver Crown cars, it's obviously one of the shorter tracks that we race on. Um, I mean, the Silver Crown cars, I think we have to weigh in at 1675. They're just under 900 horsepower. Um, So it's a pretty quick place for us. The 100 laps that we race goes by pretty fast. But um, at the same point in time, like the corners are pretty broad to where we could get two lanes going and pass on the inside and the outside, which makes for exciting racing. Um, And so... Um, I feel like I've had good luck. I'm, that's where I won my USAC championship, where I was crowned the USAC 
regional champion in 2011. Um, I've had like a handful of silver crown starts there. I made an ARCA start there. Um, albeit we didn't have very much luck in the ARCA car there, but, um, it's a place of familiar, uh, that I'm familiar with. And, um, we ran well there last year in the crown car. So I'm really hoping to build off of that. I was going to say, what's, uh, what's your best finish at uh, Toledo Speedway? Yeah. So last year we ended up, I believe eighth or ninth in the crown car, which doesn't sound like much. Um, but we qualified fifth and then I had to start at the tail of a 24 car field and drive back oh. up to the front because we had a mechanical thing at the beginning to where they made us start at the tail. So that was a little bit of a heart wrencher because I thought we were going to contend for the one last year, but everything happens for a reason. So I'm having a positive mindset. <laughs> does, does Toledo or, or USAC use traction compound to help enhance the second lane? Um, not that I am aware of. Um, okay. I don't think that they do. So in, in addition to everything else you do, you're also doing these, uh, speaking engagements, uh, as well. Uh, talking about women in racing, uh, w- tell us a, a little bit about that. Yes. Yeah, so I am involved with women in motorsports, North America, uh, which is a group that was founded in the fall of last year, but we made our formal announcement in March of this year. Um, and we're really a community of professionals within the motorsports industry that want to foster, develop, enhance, promote um, females within motorsports, um, and also bring more females into motorsports, um, and kind of show that um, females can compete against the men, not only within a drivers from a driver's perspective, which I sometimes get subjectively sucked into, but I forget that. Uh, females can also be a car owner, a team owner, uh, work as mechanics, engineers, um, things of that nature. And so um, Lynn St. James has been a huge influence on my life since I was 12 years old. Um, one of my major mentors within the motorsports community. Um, and so one thing that I've learned from Lynn is that Society in general, I feel like forces females or makes females feel like they're competing against one one another and we're not. Um, Like for me, from a driver's perspective, I'm just another race car driver. I don't want to be known as a female race car driver, nor pitted against another female race car driver. Like we're competing just specifically against each other. Um, That's not the case for me. Like I want to compete against the best racers and win against the best racers, which is why I'm doing this because I think I can. <laughs> so, um, yeah, women has been great. We're developed. We have developed and are promoting our mentorship program, which I was the first speaker for, um, a few weeks ago. Um, and we're going to try to do like window Wednesdays, so to speak, um, once a month, um, and also kind of have like various workshops, um, and things of that nature to kind of, uh, further paved the way for women within the field have you uh have you ever run across veronica mccann from australia uh veronica was tutored by lynn st james when she was trying to get uh, a career going here in the states uh she wound up going back to australia and has turned into a standout racer in dirt late models in australia wow yeah i've never um heard of her but um i can ask lynn Veronica McCann, check her out. Her. Um, th- really, okay. cool, really yeah, cool lady. We'll do that. That's awesome. Who who are some of yeah. your other uh, cool. racing heroes uh, other than Lynn St. James? 
Um, yeah, so other heroes of mine include Tony Stewart. I'm a big Tony Stewart fan. Um, I've recently connected and become like close to, I'd like to say, with Beth Peretta. Um, she owns a Peretta Autosport and IndyCar team. Um, and she's had an influence on my life within a short span of time. Um, and then also, I like this may sound kind of like cheesy, but my crew chief, Kevin Bisacker, has had a large impact on me just because of uh, the various experiences that I've had throughout motorsports. Uh, um, but he has always been like a shoulder for me to lean on just because of like how much he believes and trusts in me and listens to me. And that's been really important throughout my development and my career. Um, and so that's kind of been um, like a guiding influence, I guess you could say. So I was I was looking at your uh, schedule on your website of uh, races that you plan to hit this year, and I noticed uh, there were no uh, no dirt tracks this year. What's up with that? Yeah, so um, I don't have a dirt car at the moment. Um, that's something that I'm working on because next year both dirt and pavement. Um, I actually twisted the USAC uh, race director's arm a little bit after Winchester um, because I was, I had told, he seemed impressed by my run. And so I was like, Hey, is there any way I could make possibly get a dirt crown ride for the four crown? <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah. So I'm really itching to get back on dirt. Um, I really miss racing my wing dirt spring car a lot. Um, so I like to say never say never. So we'll see what the future holds, but it's definitely not something I'm shying away from. Dean Henry's a big supporter of, uh, dirt racing in our area. Uh, he wants to know, uh, if you work out with free rate, uh, free weights to, uh, gain arm strength. Um, from time to time, but I used to, um, when I was like around 18, when I was doing a lot of the, the wing sprint car stuff. Um, only because I bulked up too much, I'd say, um, now, um, I'm more so I run a lot. Like I try to at least once a day, if not go for a walk. Um, and then I work in the race shop a lot, obviously doing a lot of heavy lifting. So that's kind of like my weight training, I guess you could say in a way. Sure. Uh, buddy Kofoid, are you familiar with him? Yes. I, I don't know him personally, but I've heard the, of the name. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, he, uh, he started off uh, racing around here, then he's gone off and done uh, uh, all kinds of different things, uh, running the USACs, the, uh, the USAC Midgets. Made his uh, Silver Crown uh, debut, uh, was it Portsmouth? It was on the dirt this year. Um, I, 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 I don't know if uh, you had a chance to, to see him or, or what you think of him and, and everything he's accomplished. Sorry, he picked up a World of Outlaw uh, sprint car win, uh, had a, had recently. a truck ride. Yeah. He, yeah. <laughs> he's done a little bit of everything. I mean, is that, I mean, he's a younger racer. Is that, uh, something you would, I mean, do you like to do all kinds of different, uh, different kinds of cars? Yeah. So I like to say I will race anything I can get my hands on. Um, and I like to say I'm pretty versatile just based on um, my racing resume, all the different um, experiences and opportunities I've had to race different cars, including uh, open wheel formula cars, like a Formula 2000. I've tested a handful right. of times as well. 
Um, so I'm, I'm a racer. I love racing in general, not to sound cheesy, but, um, if I can't actually race somewhere, I'm going to probably be at the racetrack somewhere on the weekend. Um, that's just, even though it pains me if I'm not racing to be at the track, but, um, yeah, I just love racing and I would like to race anything that I can if the opportunity presents itself. Um, so yeah, I would like to say, I mean, Betty's done a really great job the past few years. Obviously he came onto the scene and almost, um, is like an overnight sensation, but I think it's cool how he's shown success, like getting, getting into everything that he does get into, because I don't think people really realize like that, that is hard jumping from like a late model and then going into a silver crown car and then back into a midget. Well, unless you're Kyle Larson. Yeah. (laughs) That's no problem. Yeah. They are, it's, I mean, it's all different. I mean, I've done that before when I was young, 16, 17, like on a Saturday night, I'd race a a USAC silver crown car on the dirt at Springfield, for instance. And then the next night I'd race the ARCA car there um, because they would go back to back at the miles, the silver crown series and the ARCA series. Mm -hmm. So I had the opportunity to do that at a young age. And that actually um, worked out well in some instances, just like to become familiar with the track and, the cars and ways drive similar, but obviously it's open wheel versus a fender car. So, um, a little bit different concept, but, um, even with, uh, with, within the USAC ranks, I mean, how different is it going from a midget to the, the USAC sprint car to a USAC silver crown car? Yeah, it's tough. It's really just, um, a mindset jumping from one because I have had instances where I've gone from the midget right into the sprint car, right into the silver crown car, or kind of like that same uh, lineup just jumbled up. Um, and so really I would just have to prepare, like mentally prepare myself, like, okay, the midget like is more of just flat out, like driving it into the ground. Like I would literally have to tell myself, drive this midget into the ground. (laughs) (laughs) And then, after that like get into the sprint car and then kind of tell myself like how this is going to react differently obviously it's a bit bigger engine so it's not as momentum based um and then the silver crown car is kind of like a cross between the two um so it definitely takes i feel like a experience um enable i feel like to be great jumping from one into the other and then into the next um but it's a great experience if you have the opportunity to do it, and um, I love doing that whenever I can. So, Indy, Indy car or cup car? No. Oh. That's tough because <laughs> I, you got me. I will say when I was younger, I always kind of had my sights set on going into NASCAR. Um, but as, like, my perspective has evolved – Um, even though I would always say I'll drive whatever I have the opportunity to race, that was always my answer growing up and it would pain Lynn St. James because she used to tell me I had to pick something. (laughs) Just like um, we did. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So now I'm even more open-minded than what I was before. I would be interested to see what I could do in an Indy car because I think I would be pretty killer. Um, but if the opportunity was to ever present itself in either, I'm not going to say no. So would that be your, your ultimate uh, racing career goal then is to, to make it to one of those two elite levels? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I feel like at some point, um, as you continue on racing, you want to race for a living if you can. Um, well, you got that law degree to, to fall back on. Yeah. So, I mean, you're pretty pretty well off either way. But Yeah, I'm trying not to put all my eggs in one basket, I guess. 
But um, yeah, I mean, I would really love it's. A, it has always been a dream to make an Indy 500 start. So if I could do that, I think that'd be cool. Um, but right now I'm really just focused on, I want to win USEC Silver Crown races and I want to win sprint car races as I have in the past. Um, and just see what we can do. I'm enjoying when I'm doing racing my open wheel cars. And so I don't want to get like too outside of the scope of what I'm doing. Is this, uh, is this the weekend you're going to get that first, uh, Silver Crown win? I don't want to jinx it, but I've been manifest. I've been manifest. I thought I was going to win the sprint car race at IRP. I was trying to manifest that, and then it didn't go as well as I had hoped. So I don't want to jinx it and be cocky or arrogant, but I definitely have a lot of confidence into going to, uh, into Saturday. And I hope this is the weekend. I think it's the weekend. It's this weekend. So I guess you'll just have to tune in and see. Uh, well, Ron mentioned earlier, a lot of our guests will uh, be on the show Thursday night, and then they'll go on to win uh, their next race event. So we have it, high hopes too. The percentage is yeah. pretty good. It's not a hundred percent, but it, it's a it's pretty good. It's better than yeah. fifty. Well, I'm going to put up a fight. That's for sure. <laughs> I'm uh, not going to go down easy. <laughs> look forward to watching that. Yeah, definitely. Thank uh, you. We we appreciate the time, and uh, we wish you luck uh, this weekend and 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 beyond in everything you do. Yeah, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Thank you, Taylor. Absolutely. And uh, we'll look for you. When are you going to be on uh, TV? Because I saw you with Charlie on Facebook at, at some TV station. Yeah, so um, there's a, a handful of stations. I think they're going to be playing some stuff tonight and tomorrow. I'm not 100% sure on the times, but I think tonight and tomorrow are the designated days. Watch the 11 o'clock I might news. have to watch the news, yeah. There you yeah. go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. For well, sure. Uh, excellent talking to you. And uh, like I said, good luck. Thank you. I appreciate it. Take care, guys. Yep. We'll see you. Thank you, Taylor. Yep. Bye. Bye. There you go. Taylor Ferns, the uh, highest finishing female driver ever. In USAC uh, Silver Crown competition. Also uh, runs, uh, she's running both uh, this year, the uh, sprints and the uh, the Silver Crowns. At Toledo? Um, oh, okay. No, just in, just, okay. uh, in general. You're right. Uh, apparently, and not on the dirt because uh, she doesn't have the dirt car, unfortunately. Right. That's too bad. Maybe she'll get that four crown deal. Um, back to uh, our results here. We got World of Outlaw case uh, construction late model action from this past weekend. It was the Prairie Dirt Classic at Fairbury Speedway in uh, Illinois. Uh, Garrett Smith and uh, Brandon Shepard and Mike Marler and Kyle Larson all won Friday night. They had 81 cars. Wow. I think I watched the second feature on Friday night, and I thought that was it. And I was talking to Lynx, uh, Dan Rice, Saturday. He was like, oh, no, there was two more races. I'm going to go After watch the rest that. of it tonight. So uh, I just stopped by because uh, uh, I'm on my way to my buddy's house. To watch. So, uh, And then Saturday night, Brandon Shepard uh, picked up his third Prairie Dirt Classic win. Uh, the Tezos uh, All-Star Circuit of Champions. Uh, we're in action at I-70 Speedway. Friday, it was Anthony Macri. Uh, Buddy Kofoid finished second there in Knoxville uh, in Iowa on Saturday. Rico Abreu picked up uh, the win. So congratulations to him. World of Outlaw Nas Energy Drink uh, Sprint Car Series action. Uh, they were at, uh, this was interesting too. <laughs> Got some video to show of this. Uh, Weedsport uh, Speedway in New York for the Empire State Challenge uh, Saturday and Sunday. And uh, David Gravel picked up the win Saturday 
Uh, Sunday it was uh, Donnie Schatz, and we'll talk more about this little incident right. with uh, Sheldon Hoddenshield in just a little bit. Uh, Friday night was uh, Chandler Smith picking up the Arkham Menards Reese's 200 win at Lucas Oil Indianapolis Raceway Park, otherwise known as IRP. Uh, the NTT IndyCar Series. Uh, we're racing at, uh, well, both NASCAR and IndyCar are both at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway Road Course this weekend. Saturday, it was Alexander Rossi picking up the win in the Gallagher Grand Prix. He was uh, later, uh, dis- or not disqualified, he did not pass post-race inspection. He uh, was, uh, Andretti Autosport has been fined uh, $25,000 and penalized 20 drivers driver points for being in violation of uh, minimum weight after post-race inspection. The car did weigh the minimum, which is 1,700 pounds. Right. Uh, but the violation was for a drink bottle and its contents being used as ballast, which is against the rules. What did the drink bottle weigh? I don't. Did, did, I didn't. Did, that we don't know. Oh. At least I don't know. And I don't know what was in the bottle. I, thought, I found the wording very uh, curious as to its contents. So I, I'm not sure there. But I believe he's still credited for the win. He's just fined 20 driver points and a $25,000 uh, fine for Andretti Autosport there. Um, so... In uh, uh, NASCAR Cup action uh, Sunday, Tyler Reddick picked up the win in the Verizon 200 at uh, the Brickyard at Indianapolis Motor Speedway Road Course. Uh, that was a weird crash with Kyle Larson and Ty Dillon. It was. And uh, apparently the Hendrick Motorsports uh, had said there was no mechanical malfunction with the car. It was just a driver error. That seemed to be forgot a to, huge error for forgot, somebody who's forgot, a pretty good racer. Forgot to lift. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe a I don't maybe a big cloud of mud flew up and uh, got stuck uh, in, the ex, in the linkage uh, the accelerator yeah when he hit it it became dislodged so yeah. that's why and boy did he hit oh my god that was incredible that whole race was stupid Scott yeah they should be if they're going to be at Indy they should be on the oval on the oval absolutely that was a disgusting race <laughs> every time they restarted uh, yeah that was like just. Putting four wide down into a funnel, going into that first corner, and somebody wrecked. Yeah, every time, and of course, uh, a couple people got uh, penalized too for taking the access road. So, hmm. um, Xfinity Series action: AJ Allmendinger uh, picked up the win in the Pennzoil 150 at Indy, and uh, Truck Series was uh, racing at IRP, and Grant Enfinger. Picked up the uh, the win. Other notes, uh, last night in uh, BC39 action, the USAC Midgets opening night there at uh, Indianapolis, the little dirt track. It was uh, Dominic Gordon and uh, somebody posted, I think it was uh, Dean, or not Dean, but uh, Dave, that uh, they have moved up the schedule right for, for tonight's Im- BC. impending rain. Yeah, which they did have a problem last night and a delay because of the rain, so... Um, some racing news to get to here, and then we'll uh, do our how many for this week. Give away some Big D's pizza. Dale Earnhardt Jr. will race a uh, Junior Motorsports entry in uh, Cars Tour action during North Wilkesboro, uh, the racetrack revival that's coming up on Wednesday the thirty first. They had a couple races uh, earlier this week. Right. Packed grandstands. Yeah, it was uh, it was pretty crazy. Um, 
Uh, before we talk about that, though, uh, Earnhardt will run a familiar number and partner, uh, dusting off the fame number three and reuniting with the iconic Sundrop for the event. Is Sun? I didn't know they still made Sundrop. I like Sundrop. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to have to go down south and get some. Uh, Sundrop's uh, recognizable green and yellow paint scheme is a tribute to uh, the late model Earnhardt Jr. drove at North Wilkesboro in 1993. And as we mentioned, racing a return to North Wilkesboro Speedway Tuesday night with veteran NASCAR Cup Series racer Ryan Newman taking the checkered flag in the tour-type modified event that headlined night one of the racetrack revival. Um, Matt Hirschman picked up the touring modified win last night, Wednesday night, Mm -hmm. in that. Kurt Busch is going to sit out a third consecutive cup race. This weekend's uh, event at MIS uh, is... The next one he's going to miss because he's really? not cleared again after suffering that concussion back on July 23rd at Pocono. Uh, Ty Gibbs will once again fill in for Ty, Kurt Busch. Ty Gibbs has looked pretty darn good in that car, yeah. uh, never, never having been in the next-gen cars. Nah. And I understand they drive totally different from the Xfinity stuff that he's been driving. Would you be surprised to see him in a full-time cup ride next year? At maybe an what's 18 it, what, car. What's his last name? Maybe an 18 car. I don't know. That that, that lost the M&M sponsorship? I, I don't know. All right. Um, we is, might, is it definite that Kyle is? It's not definite, no. Yeah. no I haven't seen anything. There's the, it's, it, even, Specu- even if they stay together, it's still kind of a messy spe- marriage at this point. Speculation. Yeah. Yeah, but it's a successful marriage That's that, true. that nets a lot of money. This is true. Uh, so Sheldon Hoddenshield at, uh, weed sport, uh, on Saturday night, apparently he, uh, uh, spun to the, uh, infield and, uh, got a little upset with the world of outlaw officials, uh, because they did not throw a, a caution flag after he spun to the infield. Um, and this is, uh, what happened, uh, after he got out of his car and uh, was walking down along the uh, front stretch in the infield. <laughs> so he's kind of walking down there, putting his hands up like, hello, hey, anybody see me? Here throw I the am. yellow. Why didn't you throw the yellow? Oh, wait a minute. I have this helmet in my hand. What could I do with it? I'll throw it on the track. Well, there's my yellow. There's the yellow. <laughs> I, I have to believe that's got to be a major safety issue there, throwing a helmet on the track to bring out the yellow. Uh, obviously it seemed he was to have been a pretty well-received caution, though. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, World of Outlaw has uh, issued <laughs> a, uh, a statement that said pretty much nothing. I, I, I saw one of the comments because uh, they posted it on their Facebook page. One of the comments was, way to say absolutely nothing in two paragraphs. We've got some politicians that are pretty good at that. <laughs> yeah. uh, this was uh, part of their their uh, uh, statement. Um, our our race protocol is to call a yellow flag for a spinning car on the racing service during competition. During the heat event, the number 17 Stenhouse Jr. Marshall racing team car driven by Sheldon Hoddenshield spun into the infield and off the racing service. Uh, however, a yellow flag was not called at the time of the spin, resulting in the number 17 not returning to competition. And it went on to say the uh, results from Saturday's event are official as posted. That's how they were to begin huh. with. And, and 
basically they kind of said, yeah, we kind of made a mistake, but uh, sorry. We, we blew it, but... But at the same time, so they're what? not disciplining Hodenshield uh, for throwing a helmet onto the track, which... One bad deed would, offsets another. I guess. I don't know. Kind of a weird deal there. And uh, one bit of uh, breaking news that uh, came out just as we were coming on tonight. Even throw up the... Uh, Breaking news banner there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Steve Francis is returning to the world of outlaws. As? As director of competition. That's what I thought. <laughs> uh, his wife is also going to uh, uh, join him, but not in uh, something for the fans. I forget what her title was. I read the article real quick. So there you go. I don't know uh, who Steve Francis is replacing. But uh, Steve Francis coming back. Hall of Famer, too, I believe. Yeah. Uh, so last week's how many was how many late models uh, will be at Oakshade, how many 410s at Fremont, and the number of the winning uh, factory stock at uh, Flat Rock all on Saturday night. So that was a lot of math. Yes, it was. It was a pretty complicated one. This week's going to be a little less complicated. Um, so uh, the numbers were 27. That was the number of late models. 16 was the number of 410s at Fremont. And the number four was Ooh. the winner at uh, Flat Rock. And, of course, I had uh, uh, well over 700 because I was uh, yeah. choosing uh, Gabby, or uh, guest last week, uh, to yeah. win. She's number 711. I was a little off, a little bit. So that uh, that winning number was 47. Really? Yes, it all totaled up to a whopping 47. You were closest. You picked 92. You were the, the lowest. Right. So congratulations, Ron. And our listener winner, uh, you may have heard of this guy. He wins every once in a while. Yeah? John Young. Really? Yeah, he picked 83. He picked the lowest number. I don't know how he does it. It's uh, him and Matt Swander. They're like magicians or something. So uh, this week's how many? So, John, you won a uh, Big D's pizza. You got 30 days to uh, clean your pizza. Uh, this week's how many? How many USAC Silver Crown competitors will be at Toledo on Saturday? They've released a list. Here's a hint before you uh, put any comments in. Uh, they released a list of, of uh, competitors, of the 24 competitors. So it'll be the number of competitors plus the number of the winning car. I had to make it a little difficult. So... Basically, 24, however many, are actually there Saturday, plus the winning car number. 24 and 16. Is that what you're going Sounds for? like 40. You're going for 40? All right. I'm going for the 55 because that's uh, um, what uh, Taylor Ferns, that's her number. I'm going 55 plus 24. So uh, what am I? Seventy nine. Seventy nine. So I'm going. Your 70. math is getting much better. That's crazy. Scott. I know, and it's after eight o'clock. I don't math after eight o'clock usually. Uh, so if you want a chance to win a Big D's pizza, put your guess in to the comments right now. Uh, just one number, Dave. Just just one number, um, and that will be your guess. Just one total number. Um, if you guess more than twice. More than once. If you guess more than once. If you guess twice or more, uh, you will get the black flag that's sitting back over there on the table. And I, I think we can do the math on Dave and you give, think him, so? give him a 79. Yeah. All right. Well, 
maybe we weren't exactly clear on. There you go. So those are the rules. We'll uh, find out who wins. You have until, uh, we'll say, uh, 4 o'clock on Saturday. 4 o'clock Eastern time Saturday if uh, you're listening to us on iTunes or I guess it's not iTunes. It's Apple Podcasts now right. or Spotify or whatever. If you're not listening to us live, you can still get in on this. Just go to the uh, YouTube video or Facebook live video and uh, find your comments. Matt Swander, the flag man, wants to wave the black flag. <laughs> so uh, there you go. You have until 4 o'clock to get your guests in. This weekend's uh, Big D's Pizza Racing Menu is uh, Friday night. It's a little different uh, different uh, schedule than normal this week, other than Lima Land. They're going to have their... Uh, Award celebration and invitational races and uh, King of the Quarter Mile deal featuring uh, 360 Sprint Invaders, UMP Modifieds, and Thunderstocks. Gates open at 4.30. This is a little different. Racing is going to be a little earlier at 7.15. Oh, all right. General admission is 15 bucks. Uh, Flat Rock will be racing Friday night. They're not going to be racing Saturday. Flat Rock will be racing on Friday. They, defer, they deferred to Toledo. Toledo, correct. Uh, they have the Outlaw Super Late Models, uh, Street Stocks, the MCR Dwarf Cars all in action. Gates open at 5.30, racing at 7.30 at Flat Rock. General admission for adults is $15 there as well. And uh, Ryan Weekman, uh, we did not get the uh, weekend weather pit stop, so I did some uh, some research here Friday night at both tracks. Uh, it's going to be muggy. There's a chance of a stray shower or thunderstorm possible, and it's not going to get cold at all. It's going to stay Pretty much in the 70s. Sticky. Yeah. By the time you leave, it'll still be in the 70s. Saturday, Oakshade Raceway, full show, dirt car, UMP, late models, sportsman, dominator, super stocks, compacts, all in action. Gates open at four, racing at seven. General admission for adults, $14 there. Fremont Speedway, it's Kears Speed Shop Night, 410 sprints, 305s, dirt trucks, all in action. Gates open at four, racing at 7 p.m. General admission, 15 bucks there. Toledo Speedway, of course, the Riley Beal Classic featuring the USAC Silver Crown uh, Series, the uh, Late Model Sportsman, Factory Stocks, and the Vintage American Race Cars will also uh, be in action oh, right. Saturday. So a pretty big show there at uh, Toledo. Gates open at 4.30, racing at 7 p.m. Uh, general mission tickets are $25, I think, or $26 if you uh, buy them online, get them in advance. Uh, Sandusky Speedway's off this weekend, taking a break after the High Miler. They're catching their breath. Yep. Um Montpelier Motor Speedway, uh, they're having the Remembering the Grand Heist. I did not realize. I was reading this. Uh, Larry Boos, Bose uh, posted. Apparently there was a was it Dillinger. Is that the guy's name? Some famous Could be. guy robbed a bank. And they robbed a bank in Montpelier. Was that real or is he making that up? I don't know. Uh, it could very well be. I don't know. So, But that's uh, what they're celebrating uh, this weekend uh, with the modified Superstock, Street Stocks, Hornets, uh, Gates open at four, racing at seven twenty-two. General mission is fifteen bucks for adults there. And Eldora Speedway back in action. It's family fireworks night with uh, modifieds and super stocks. Gates open at five, racing at eight p.m. at Eldora. General mission is ten bucks uh, for adults there at Eldora. And uh, your Saturday uh, weekend weather pit stop forecast looking uh, also warm and uh, muggy. Slight chance of a shower early. But uh, clearing up in the evening, so if you avoid the showers, you're going to be just fine. And uh, again, it's it's going to be uh, warm and muggy in the evening. There, dropping down to maybe 70 by the time uh, you're getting in your car ready to to head home. Yeah, wood ticks are going on at Merritt all weekend. 
all weekend. A lot of a lot of racers going up there. Uh, some other series action: the uh, World of Outlaws case uh, construction late models will be running at Cedar Lake Speedway in Wisconsin for the USA Nationals. That's tonight through Saturday. Uh, World of Outlaw NAS Energy Drink Sprint Cars are running the Ironman 500 at Federated Auto Parts Raceway. That's going to be uh, Friday and Saturday, the uh, 5th and 6th. Yeah, that's right. Uh, NTT uh, IndyCar Series, they're going to be down in Nashville for the Big Machine Music City Grand Prix. That'll be uh, Sunday at 3 p.m. on NBC. That's a street race. That is. They go over a bridge. I think it's the only road course over a bridge. Uh, NASCAR Cup Series will be in action uh, at MIS. It's uh, MIS weekend. This weekend, Firekeepers up the road a piece. Yeah. Casino, there's a lot of racing this action. Uh, Firekeepers Casino 400 at MIS. Uh, that'll be at 3 p.m. on Sunday. You can watch uh, that race on USA Network and the Xfinity Series. Also going to be up there at MIS on Saturday for the New Holland 250. That'll be at 3:30 on USA Network as well. So there you have it. Thanks to. Uh, Associate producer Dave Kemmer, contr- contributors uh, Matt Swander, John Young, Doug Doc, Bob Stazak. Um, no hammer down hotline playback this week. We may we may be retiring that soon. Unless somebody calls it. Oh, oh here's something God. I did forget to mention. Uh, hammer down hotline number 419-318-3081. 419-318-3081. Feel free to call, leave a message, text it, whatever. Uh, maybe you got an opinion uh, you want to share with us. Uh, We'll play it back or read it back yeah. at the end of the next week's show. Um, I've been uh, clamoring, I guess. I'm going to use that word for uh, people to uh, leave us a new review right. on Apple Podcasts. We got some new ones. Did we? We did. More than one? Yeah. Well, thank you. That was, thank that was, you, people. Yeah, I was talking to Perry Saturday at the track, and uh, he was making it sound like I should... Uh, I should be thanking him. And I was like, for what? Because I didn't realize they had done that yet. And, uh, yeah, there's uh, a few new ones on there. And I wanted to read those, actually. Because uh, so they were very they were very good. Here we go. Here it is. Best motorsports podcast ever. That's us. The rich dialogue <laughs> and informative conversations set the Hammer Down Racing Report at the top of my playlist. A wide array of local, national, and international racing guests are interviewed each week by veteran announcer and racing ace Scott Hammer alongside the professor, Ron Miller, a legendary racer and chassis builder that helped pioneer dirt late model racing around the world. Somebody must be looking for a discount. (laughs) Well, the the username there is crazy like a cock, so I'll C-O-X. Uh, okay. So I'll, uh, I'll let you uh, figure that one out. Fluffy Flagman, I can only guess who that could be. Um, we love security systems, a.k.a. dogs. Love the insight on all aspects of local motorsport. The wealth of knowledge from the driver's side and the eyes of an announcer make this a very informative podcast. Keep up the great work, gentlemen. Woo-hoo. And uh, what else we got here? We got G-Tiger 55. Wrote, uh, always good info on racing in the Northwest Ohio, Northeast Indiana, South uh, Michigan area, and quality guests. So thank we, you. We strive to have quality guests. Yes. So thank you for finally moving the uh, 
two-year-old review yeah. bark 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 and keep up the good work folks we, yeah. we like reading those okay yeah so thank you for that uh i did mean to i did wanted to spend a minute well, on now that. we can end the show twice yes uh, yes so like us on uh, facebook we're so good if we have to end twice yeah. um like us on facebook follow us on uh twitter at hammer report um uh, yes uh t anthony aikman we uh spoke with rj at the beginning of the show so as soon as we're over Go ahead and listen to the beginning part of the show, and uh, you can hear yep. our he'll, conversation he'll with it was, It's a, worth a listen to, definitely. He'll be there on about the first 20 minutes, Tony. Pretty much. There you go. Uh, like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Hammer Report. Follow us on YouTube. Listen to us on your favorite podcasting platform, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Check us out at HammerDownRacingReport.com. Uh, you can buy merch there. Check out all the shows. You can become a sponsor if you want. Uh, whatever. Thanks to our sponsors, as a matter of fact, that make the show possible. Oakshade Raceway, Big D's Pizza, Ron Miller Race Cars, Free Frame Photos, Dominator Race Products, Headhunter Barbecue, Barbecue Barber Studio, and Salon. Yeah, it's time to go. Uh, yeah. Thanks again to this week's guests, RJ Cornett and uh, Taylor Ferns. And uh, we'll see you next uh, Thursday, 7 o'clock. Get out and support uh, your local racetrack this weekend. Thanks for listening. We're out. We'll see you. Bye. You have been listening to the Hammerdown Racing Report, available on demand on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting platform. Have you ever wanted to know how to win a Formula One Grand Prix? I mean, really know. Know about the driver tactics from the cockpit, the strategy calls from the pit wall, and even the mind games in the paddock. There's a lot more that goes into winning a Grand Prix than just 90 minutes of racing. So every week on the F1 Strategy Report, we're taking a deep dive into the decisions that shape every result. Hey there, my name is Michael Laminato, and every week I'm joined by an expert guest from the paddock to talk through the big calls that won the race and the missteps that resulted in bitter defeat. Before every race, we'll look back at the previous year's result and consult the current form guide, and we'll be in your feed after every Grand Prix, dissecting the outcome and what it means for the championship. So for your regular hit of Formula One analysis, subscribe to the F1 Strategy Report wherever you get your favourite podcasts. The Strategy Report is a beer mogul podcast on the Evergreen Podcasts Network. My name's Michael Laminato and I'll catch you after the chequered flag.